morning children. It is uh, July 19th, 2022. I'm uh, just didn't really sleep that well last night. What was going on with us last night? Last night was, was Monday. I, I made fish and chips for the first time. And I knew that we were going to have way too much food. And I thought I'd invite your grandpa over. So I invited tall grandpa. Which was nice. It's always nice seeing him. We, uh, you guys did not like it. For me it was tolerable. Ooh, tolerable. But it wasn't like as good as like you would get at a store, obviously. Like that. We didn't really do much that that morning, that whole day. I woke up late. I forgot to take the spy to a doctor's appointment that your mom reminded me about the night before. I should have remembered. I completely forgot. Your mom sent me this really nice text like five minutes before the doctor's appointment saying how much she appreciates me and how good a father I was or I am. Or not. And then like two hours later, I thought, oh, wait, I forgot the doctor's appointment. really been sleeping well. A lot on my mind. A lot of stress. A lot of stuff. Work, bills, career, child raising, marriage, faith, you name it. Just, just thought, you know, it's about 5.30. I might as well get up and read to you guys. Today's Tuesday, we're gonna have our Bible study today. Excuse me. Have our Bible study, which has been nice. Um, a couple of young couples and coming over to talk about. We're going through uh, Romans. I don't know where, I think we're at like Romans 9 or 10. So we're just very slow going through it. We're about a month behind the church, but that's fine. I'd typically be at work all day, but I like to get home a little early so we can clean the house for the Bible study. There's three families that show up, and two of them have small, like really small children, so we want to make sure it's clean for the kids, because they crawl around on the floor. this morning. So loud. Oh, I wonder how you guys are doing right now. Maybe you're skipping forward through this part to get to the reading. I don't know. Would not blame you. I'm thinking about my dad a lot lately. I wore one of his ties to church the other day. It's nice. It's a nice tie. I just want to wear something. People are asking me why I was wearing a tie. And I realized I hadn't worn a tie in years. Like an actual tie. 
and you know, in what I do for a living for now, I I had a, I still hadn't worn a tie, so I just found that amusing, kind of amusing to me. turns 11. I'm very excited to take the day off and just be with him and he's going to go with one of his friends and go see a movie and we're going to go get your favorite food, namesake, Indian, by, by miles. It's your favorite food. It's really, it's, it's fun seeing your, you guys emerge and, and have your favorites and stuff. I love that about, well, if, things I love about being a dad is seeing you kids kind of come to your own uh, favorites and you, know, you all have your own favorite stuff and preferences it's to me it's adorable oh. all right hang on one second I'm gonna order some coffee hi what can I get for you I get a large caramel macchiato you want the hot or ice uh hot please you got it anything else no, thank you. You guys all have your own little preferences. That's cute. So I don't exactly know what the spy's preferences are just yet. He hasn't really. Um, his like your palate hasn't really matured a little bit. Although you are working on your second tooth coming out. You've been wiggling it lately. We're so excited about it. It's cute. It's very adorable. Do I know this barista? She looks so familiar. But I'm afraid. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It looks so familiar. I think she goes to our church, but I don't, our church is like 20 miles away, so. Or 12, I don't know. <sighs> Yawning. Nope, don't know. Give it a second, guys, sorry. All this dead air. One of my favorite shows called It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's it's easily my favorite TV show of all time. And I don't think you kids would get it even to this day, but there's one episode where like the subplot, I think the B plot was they start a podcast. And they don't know what they they really don't know what to talk about. Hang on. Thank you. You too. So, they start this podcast and they don't know what to talk about. And I don't know, like, and then one of the, there's three people there and one of the three people says, dead air. 
dead air. So I, I think about that whenever there's like not a lot of talking on this podcast, but it's actually kind of hard to talk when you're the only one. I mean, it's hard to keep it going. I, I had a, I had a very popular podcast, um, for years about metal detecting and that, that lasted, I think like 70 episodes, but I had a, my friend was there with me talking and so we'd go back and forth. It it was like more of a back and forth, but this, it's kind of hard because it's just me. So I gotta, I gotta keep up the, gotta keep the conversation going. It's tired. I'm tired, and then I like start yawning. Or even if I'm not tired, I'll yawn. So I wonder what useless trivia I could say to you guys right now. about me and your mom. You know, I remember the entrepreneur asked me, he said, because you were wondering about arranged marriage. You thought that was like the norm. I think because of Disney or some something. And you asked me, did you who arranged the marriage between you and mom? I said, we didn't arrange it. We just kind of fell in love with each other. And said, you said very sweetly, so you guys chose each other? And I said, yeah. And you got had this huge grin. Like, it was like you were just tickled by that idea. Unfortunately, the statistics kind of work in the opposite favor. In countries where they do arrange marriages, uh, the marriages last longer. I know that I'm sure there's plenty of things to talk about with, like, abuse and neglect and stuff like that, but generally, arranged marriages last much longer than the marriages in the West, where we just decide to choose our own partners. I mean, it kind of makes sense. There's more of a duty to keep a marriage going if two sets of parents arrange it.
Park. Kind of suspicious to see a car like drive out of here with no lights on. Take a couple more sips. Let's see this thing. Oh, are we 12 minutes? It's not bad. Not bad. Put my wallet back. So in Second Kings. Jehoash was seven years old when he began to reign. Oh, excuse me, that was the last part of the chapter 11. In the seventh year of Jehu, Jehoash began to reign, and he reigned 40 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Zebiah of Beersheba. And Jehoash did what was right in the eyes of the Lord all his days, because Jehoiada, the priest, instructed him. Nevertheless, the high places were not taken away. The people continued to sacrifice and make offerings to the high places. Jehoash said to the priests, All the money of the holy things that is brought into the house of the Lord, that money for which each man is assessed, the money from the assessment of persons, and the money that a man's heart prompts him to bring into the house of the Lord, let the priests take each from his donor, and let them repair the house, wherever any need or repairs is discovered. But by the twenty-third year of King Jehoash, the priests had made no repairs on the house. Therefore King Jehoash summoned Jehoiada, the priest, and the other priests, and said to them, Why are you not repairing the house? Now therefore take no more money from your donors, but hand it over for the repair of the house. Oh, that's the heater. You keep doing that. Oh, this truck. Hang on a second. Of course, as soon as I hit pause, it stops. So the, okay. so the priests agreed that they should take no more money from the people and that they should not repair and they sh and that they should not repair the house. Then Jehoiada, the priest took a chest and bored a hole in the lid of it and set it beside the altar on the right side as one entered the house of the Lord. And the priests who guarded the threshold put in it all the money that was brought into the house of the Lord. And whatever they saw there is much money in the chest. The king's secretary and the high priest came up, and they bagged and counted the money that was found in the house of the Lord. Then they would give that money that was weighed out in the hands of the workmen who had the oversight of the house of the Lord. And they paid it out to the carpenters and the builders who worked on the house of the Lord. And to the masons and the stone cutters, as well as to, the, to buy timber and quarried stone to make repairs on the house of the Lord, for any outlay on the repairs of the house of the Lord. For there were not made for the house of the Lord basins of silver, snuffers, bowls, trumpets, and any vessels of gold or of silver from the money that was brought into the house of the Lord. For that was given to the workmen who were repairing the house of the Lord with it. And they did not ask for an accounting from the men into whose hand they delivered the money to pay out 
to the workmen, for they dealt honestly. The money from the guild offerings and the money from the sin offerings was not brought into the house of the Lord, it belonged to the priests. At that time, Hazael, king of, king of Syria, went up and fought against Gath and took it. But when Hazael set his face to go up against Jerusalem, Jehoash, king of Judah, took all the sacred gifts that Jehoshaphat and Jehoram and Ahaziah, his fathers, the kings of Judah, had dedicated, and his own sacred gifts, and all the gold that was found in the treasuries of the house of the Lord, and of the king's house, and sent these to Hazael, king of Syria. Then Hazael went away from Jerusalem. Now the rest of the acts of Joash, and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Judah? His servants arose and made a conspiracy, and struck down Joash in the house of Milo on the way that goes down Selah. It was Jezekar, the son of Shemeath, and Jehozabad, the son of Shemur, Shomer, his servants who struck him down so that he died. And they buried him with his fathers in the city of David, and Amaziah, his son, reigned in his place. Chapter 13. In the twenty-third year of Joash, the son of Ahaziah, king of Judah, Jehoahaz, the son of Jehu, began to reign over Israel in Samaria, and he reigned seventeen years. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, and followed the sins of Jeroboam, Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, which he made Israel to sin. He did not depart from them, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel, and he gave them continually into the hand of Hazael, king of Syria, and into the hand of Ben-Hadad the son of Hazael. Then Jehoahaz sought the favor of the Lord, and the Lord listened to him, for he saw the oppression of Israel, how the king of Syria oppressed them. Therefore the Lord gave Israel a savior, so that they escaped from the hand of the Syrians, and the people of Israel lived in their homes as formerly. Nevertheless, they did not depart from the sins of the house of Jeroboam, which he made Israel to sin, but walked in them, and uh, the Asherah also remained in Samaria. For there was not left to Jehoahaz an army of more than fifty horsemen, and ten chariots, and ten thousand footmen. For the king of Syria had destroyed them, and made them like the dust at threshing. Now the rest of the acts of Jehoahaz, and all he did, and his might, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel? So Jehoahaz slept with his fathers, and they buried him in Samaria. Joash, his son, reigned in his place. In the thirty-seventh year of Joash, king of Judah, Jehoash, the son of Jehoahaz, began to reign over Israel and Samaria, and he reigned sixteen years. He also did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. He did not depart from all the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, which he made Israel to sin, but he walked in them. Now the rest of the acts of Joash and all that he did, and the might with which he fought against Amaziah, king of Judah, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Israel? So Joash slept with his fathers, and Jeroboam sat on his throne, and Joash was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. Now when Elisha had fallen sick with the illness which he was to die, Joash, king of Israel, went down with him and wept before him, crying, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. And Elisha said to him, Take a bow and arrows. So he took bow and arrows. Uh, then he said to the king of Israel, Draw the bow, and he drew it. And Elisha laid his hands on the king's hands, and he said, Open the window eastward. 
And he opened it. Then Elisha sh said, Shoot. And he shot. And he said, The Lord's arrow of victory, and the arrow of victory over Syria. For you shall fight the Syrians in Aphek until you have made an end to them. And he said, Take the arrows. And he took them. And he said to the king of Israel, Strike the ground with them. And he struck the ground three times and stopped. Then the man of God was angry with him and said, You should have struck five or six times. Then you would have struck down Syria until you have made an end to it. But now you will strike down Syria only three times. So Elisha died and they buried him. Now bands of Moabites used to invade the land in the spring of the year. And as a man was being buried, behold, a marauding band was seen, and the man was thrown into the grave of Elisha. And as soon as the man touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood on his feet. Now Hazael, king of Syria, oppressed Israel all the days of Joahaz. But the Lord was gracious to them and had compassion on them, and he turned toward them because of his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and would not destroy them, nor has he cast them from his presence until now. When Hazael, king of Syria, died, Ben-Hadad, his son, became king in his place. Then Jehoash, the son of Jehoahaz, took again from Ben-Hadad, the son of Hazael, the cities that he had taken from Jehoahaz, his father in war. Three times Joash defeated him and recovered the cities of Israel. Let me take this up. Uh. It's nice being next to the ocean. Well, the American flag is at half mass. I wonder why. Happens a lot lately. Okay. Chapter 14. In the second year of Joash, the son of Joahaz, king of Israel, Amaziah, the son of Joash, king of Judah, began to reign. He was 25 years old, and when he began to reign, uh, excuse me, he was 25 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. And he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, yet not like David his father. He did in all things as Joash his father had done, but the high places were not removed. The people still sacrificed and made offerings on the high places, and as soon as the royal power was firmly in his hand, he struck down his servants who had struck down the king of his father. For he did not put to death the children of the murderers, according to what is written in the book of the law of Moses, where the Lord commanded, Fathers shall not be put to death because of their children, nor shall their children be put to death because of their fathers. But each one shall die for his own sin. He struck down ten thousand Edomites in the Valley of Salt, and took Selah by storm, and called it Jokthiel, which is its name to this day. Then Amaziah sent messengers to Jehoash, the son of Jehoahaz, son of Jehu, king of Israel, saying, Come, let us look one another in the face. And Joash, king of Israel, sent word to Amaziah, king of Judah, a thistle on Lebanon, sent to a cedar on Lebanon, saying, Give your daughter to my son for a wife, and a wild beast of Lebanon by, let's see, and a wild beast of Lebanon passed by and trampled down the thistle. You have indeed struck down Edom, and your heart has lifted you up. Be content with your glory and stay at home. For why should you provoke trouble so that you fall, and you and Judah with you. But Amaziah would not listen. So Jehoash, king of Israel, went up, and he and Amaziah, king of Judah, 
faced one another in battle at Beth Shemesh, which belongs to Judah. And Judah was defeated by Israel, and every man fled to his home. And Jehoash, king of Israel, captured Amaziah, king of Judah, the son of Jehoash, son of Ahaziah, at Beth Shemesh, and came to Jerusalem and broke down the wall of Jerusalem for four hundred cubits from the Ephraim gate to the corner gate. And he seized all the gold and silver and all the vessels that were found in the house of the Lord and in the treasures of the king's house, also hostages, and he returned to Samaria. Now the rest of the acts of Jehoash that he did in his might and how he fought with Amaziah king of Judah, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Israel? And Jehoash slept with his fathers and was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. And Jeroboam his son reigned in his place. There's a lot of people parking right now. Amaziah, the son of Jehoash, king of Judah, lived 15 years after the death of Jehoash, son of Jehoash, king of Israel. Now the rest of Amaziah, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Judah? And they made a conspiracy against him in Jerusalem, and he fled to Lachish. But they sent after him to Lachish, and put him to death there, and they brought him on the horses. And he was buried in Jerusalem with his fathers in the city of David. And all the people took of Judah took Azariah, who was sixteen years old, and made him king instead of his father Amaziah. He built Elath and restored it to Judah, and the king slept with his fathers. In the fifteenth year of Amaziah, the son of Joash, the king of Judah, Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel, began to reign in Samaria, and he reigned forty-one years. And he did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. He did not depart from all the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, which he made Israel to sin. He restored the border of Israel from Lebo-Hamath as far as the Sea of Arabah, according to the word of the Lord, the God of Israel, which he spoke by his servant Jonah, the son of Amittai, the prophet who was from Gath-Hefer. For the Lord saw that the affliction of Israel was very bitter, for there was none left, bond or free, that there was none to help Israel. But the Lord had not said that he would blot out the name of Israel from under heaven, so he saved them by the hand of Jeroboam, the son of Joash. Now the rest of the acts of Jeroboam and all that he did and his might, how he fought and how he restored Damascus and Hamath to Judah and Israel, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Israel? And Jeroboam slept with his fathers, and the kings of Israel, and Zechariah his son reigned in his place. I think that's a good place to stop. I like only doing three chapters. A lot of things going on. I wish I could understand the rhyme or reason to, to why some kings in Israel lived a long time, some kings didn't. There, and there were some kings that did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, but not as well as David. And in reading, and in reading uh, these just slight snippets of accounts of of what was going on with the kings of Israel, I noticed that the gold. There's that noise again. The gold standard of royalty of, in Israel was David. And which is a little seems a little crazy because I mean David was a rapist and a murderer. 
<laughs> it's a little crazy, like the, the gold standard. So here's what I want you to do with that information. You're, re- you're listening a lot uh, about all these kings. People in charge of, that God anointed to be in charge of hundreds of thousands of people. So here's what I'm going to tell you, okay? The gold standard of God's chosen people was a rapist and a murderer. Sure, he was courageous. He was after God's heart. But there's nothing you could do in your life that will make God stop loving you. And you've got to stop comparing yourself to other people. Else, uh, you have to stop really getting down on yourself. God will never reject you. And one of the greatest heroes in the Bible did some did some things so badly that today that would lock him up in prison for the rest of his life. So that being said, take it easy on yourself. Is it blinker? What are we doing? It's called a blinker. Always gonna do your turn, I guess. So, so I hope that at least that message blesses you, and you realize that whatever mess up you did today, life is gonna go on. The world's gonna keep turning. I'm gonna still love you unconditionally. Also, I'm sure your siblings will as well. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Or if you're listening to this at night, I hope you're able to get back to sleep. Give your mom a call. Tell her how much you love her. Give her a visit. And, uh, you know, if any of your grandparents are still alive, by the time you listen to this, by the time I reveal it to you, give them a call too. They did a lot. They've done a lot for you guys. so. So I love you, and I hope you guys have a great day. And, uh, like always... Whatever you do today, do it for the kingdom and the king. Bye. Serve and serve.